At this point, how many people have asked you, are you ready for Christmas? Lord, I hated that question, especially my first Christmas in grief. In my head, I was sharing every detail of how my life had flipped three months earlier and why I was in no way ready to participate in this holiday season. But out of my mouth came, I guess, so I could keep it moving and not have to talk about it. Like it or not, Christmas is coming. And with it are beautiful and painful memories. With it are traditions lost and others created. And for me, as a Christian, came a strange guilt that I didn't feel the gratitude for what the birth of Christ meant. I wanted it to be December 26th in the worst way. So as you prepare, I want you to think about how to take care of yourself, how to relieve stress, how to quiet your nervous system, and how to boost your immune system. These are especially important right now. Join me today as I share a Christmas recipe to ease the stress of your day. There are three ingredients, including sprinkles and directions on how to use the ingredients. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the Philippines, our spotlight country this week. And North Carolina at the top for a second week as the state with the most downloads. I'm still shocked. Not that I didn't have faith in North Carolina because it is my home, but wow. California, you remain in the number two spot. Not that it's a competition or anything. (laughs) I really hope this is just a reminder that whatever state or country you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. You know, there's no good way to put a happy spin on what you're going through right now, especially as Christmas approaches. Having gone through grief and the three hardest Christmases of my life, I know that my words don't take that away. The holidays, especially Christmas, are extra tough when you're walking through grief, and it doesn't matter if it's the first month, the first year, or even the first decade. There are traditions and gatherings and all kinds of advertising around the perfect Christmas. You know, before grief, that probably wasn't the case, but now it's even farther from the truth. In episode 56, I talked about happiness and joy and the difference between them. This is important for you to understand as you walk through the rest of December. 
my pastor talked about this very thing yesterday. So I want to add one thing that he said that I didn't. Joy is not the absence of pain, but the presence of God. In episodes 57 and 58, you heard from Jane, who was walking through the first year of loss after her husband Dan died. What you heard was not that life was easy or that she was happy, but that God was with them then and with her now. What you heard was God will provide that he is still intimately involved in your life, which gives you hope for a future without your loved one. And in the last episode, number 58, I touched on turning to things other than God to quiet the pain. So as a recap of those four episodes, happiness is fleeting and is found in circumstances, while joy, it's above circumstances and only found through God. Your relationship with the Lord will not take the pain away because we're human and even Jesus wept. But your relationship with the Lord is what you need to walk through this season of grief to be able to feel and heal. A lot of times we don't want to feel. So turning to alcohol, drugs, food, work, relationships, or anything else that you define yourself or feel better by, that's fleeting. It brings momentary relief and prolongs your healing. I don't want you to be 10 years into your grief and be no further than you were in year one. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to feel the loss of your loved one decades from now, but it should not be as raw as it is today. And don't let the pain overtake the fact that Christmas is the presence of God in the form of Jesus. I went all over that again because I want you to heal truly heal and not mask the pain along the way. Christmas is marketed as the most joyous season, but for many, it is the most hard season, and the struggle can lead you down some difficult roads. If you are struggling with any kind of addiction, then please put your pride aside and get help. Don't let it become your new life. See, what you do today has a long-lasting impact on you and your loved ones. Your decisions today can literally impact generations to come. Yes, it's that important because you are that important. So let's get to the three ways to take care of yourself today. I'm here talking to women, so if there are any men here by chance, then please just email me and I'll send you something more more applicable to you. But here's your Christmas recipe to ease the stress of this day. There are three ingredients and then the directions on how to use the ingredients. The three ingredients are just be, show honor, and use sprinkles. Let's start with just be. Don't work hard to accommodate right now. If you want to go somewhere, go. But if you don't, then don't go. If you want to go today, when you are saying yes to that invite for next week, but then you're struggling on the day of, then just don't go. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to not carry on conversations with others. Sometimes the only way I can get this across to women, and this was me too, is to say, if you are doing something that feels a little selfish, you're on the right track. 
You are not being selfish, but that's how we tend to view taking care of ourselves. If going to church is difficult because you're sitting in a big room with hundreds of people and you feel more alone than you do at home, then ask a friend to sit with you and tell them that you sit in the back, in the corner, so you can escape if the worship songs make you emotional. Also, please take the time to spend with God. Grief is a sacred journey, and right now, there are things you are willing to listen to from the Lord, and it's very different than before grief. It is raw, it is real, and you'll be amazed at how God responds in the form of comfort, peace, and strength. The second one is show honor. Honor your loved one by deciding on traditions to keep or ones to create. Now, I've done an episode in the past on how to honor your loved one during the holidays, so check that out for a full list. But also start thinking about what would most honor your loved one moving forward. I struggled with this one, too. I thought that if I started to move forward, it dishonored Monica because she had been through so much pain and yet displayed so much faith and that all of her life would be forgotten. Well, you see how that turned out. You'll never forget. You'll never stop missing them. But live a life to honor their lives by living and honor God by acknowledging the reason we celebrate Christmas. Forget the noise outside. Forget about what everybody else is doing right now. You know, I could not make myself feel gratitude about the birth of Christ on my first Christmas. I wish I could have, but I didn't. I acknowledged the day, and when I prayed, I told God that I was sorry I didn't have more gratitude for the gift of God, Jesus, and of salvation, that I wanted to, but I felt nothing. I thanked him for Christmas and Jesus because it felt wrong not to, but that was honest and my feelings were taking to God, so that was enough. The third thing, so we've done just be and show honor. The third thing is sprinkle self-care on top. All right, now so I'm going to throw out several types of sprinkles, so pay attention, see what hits you. This is about rest and reducing your stress. This is about healing, so this is not one of the, oh, that would be nice if I did kind of thing. These are important. Get a mani or a pedi or a massage. All of these relieve stress and they calm your nervous system down. It's healing physically, which is healing emotionally. Buy a cozy blanket or a new journal and start pouring your feelings out as crazy as those feelings may sound in your head onto paper. You can also buy a coloring book. No joke coloring book or a coloring book app on your phone. I thought adults coloring was silly until I tried it. For the first time in my life, I had no thoughts running through my head. It was like I had a guy brain for an hour. It's awesome to think nothing and it too calms your nervous system down. You can also crank the Christian or gospel music up and sing. I know you probably don't want to do this, but when you do, Watch how much better you'll feel. You can call a friend or go get coffee, tea, or hot chocolate. Spend time with someone who makes your life easier. Don't be calling the drama mama right now. You don't need to hear their issues because this 
This is about your healing. So again, just be, show honor, and sprinkle self-care on top. Look, I want you to feel your pain. That's okay. Share it with your friends. That's okay too. Just don't marinate in it and allow it to keep you from taking the hard steps of healing. And don't run away from the pain by doing those other things we talked about earlier. A hard step of healing today could be putting the bottle down or the bag of cookies or not scheduling yourself to work. A lot of times we'll overschedule ourselves because we're scared to feel the things we don't want to feel. But feel you must. Now the word of the week is from Isaiah 26 verses 3 to 4 and this is the message version. People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. And the song of the week. Now, we're not going to do the traditional Christmas songs as Christmas approaches, but instead I'm sharing songs about Christ's birth and the meaning it has to us as Christians while not forgetting what you're going through. The song is called Make Room by Casting Crowns. Part of the lyrics say, Is there room in your heart for God to write his story? Trade your dreams for his glory. I think that's powerful because you are also mourning the loss of the future, of the dreams that you had for the future. So listen to this song because I think it'll touch on some of that. Your journey works or the work of your journey this week is to act on one thing in each of these three categories. Go back, write them down, and then choose just one thing from each that you will do before the end of the year. For example, in the just be category, I chose to say no to a holiday gathering. And here's the important part, without feeling guilt or like I had failed by saying no. In the honor category, I bought Monica's Peeps a Christmas ornament with her picture on it. You know, I still see it when I'm at my friend Trisha's house. And now it brings a smile instead of tears. In the self-care category, I had four amazing women to spend time with, and all times spent with them was healing to me. And here are other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group. Over 100 members strong now, you're going to feel welcomed and supported by faith-filled Christian women walking out the hardest times of their life. This group provides a place where other Christian women get it and can support you in a ways those around you cannot. Now, if you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing in this season, purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. Don't keep putting this off. Take the brave step now. It's a perfect time to do it. You'll do one section weekly over four weeks, like a support program, to give you time to digest and implement. The workshop gives you direction and action steps towards healing. It's what you need in your first year or if you feel stuck. And if you're trying to steer clear of holiday celebrations, this would be incredibly helpful to strengthen you through the holiday season. If you want to know more about it, go to www.grief2greatday.com. Grief2greatday.com. If you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. 
In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone and keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.